Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 4th, 2021. I'm excited because I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose. I believe that it is the will of the Father that we walk in new levels in 2021, that we level up in every area, in every facet, in every aspect of our lives, that God has already decreed it. He has announced it. He has declared it. Heaven has said it. Now it's time for us to walk in it. But for us to walk in what God has already provided, we have to be intentional. We have to pursue progress on purpose. said, uh, progress on purpose. I told you that I would be teaching you about how to pursue progress on purpose in five areas. I said that I would address, uh, how to be intentional, uh, spiritually, physically, I'm, I'm sorry, financially, physically, internally, and then externally. And that I will cover all five of these areas so that we can lay a foundation for 2021 so that we can walk in God's best, right? So I dealt with spiritually, I dealt with financially right now I'm on physically. And as it relates to physically, I've been talking about healing. And so, um, in the area of healing, I said, there's four things I was going to address. Number one is health and wealth good or bad. And I dealt with that already. If you haven't watched that video, go back and watch that video. Number two, Healing is the will of the Father. That's kind of where we are right now. I've been stuck on this for days. I, I'm try, I'm, I feel like I'm still trying to prove to you that it's God's will for you to be healed. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep dealing with that until the Lord releases me to go to number three. Number three is I believe God wants you to live long and strong. And I'm going I'm to show you from Scripture uh, what I mean about that. And then number four, I'm going to give you some practical things that you can do in order to live long and strong. You got it? All right. So today... Uh, what happened was yesterday when I was talking about the Old Testament and the New Testament and the differences between the two, um, I got a lot of responses. One, that it was good. Like people need to understand this. And then the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, do some more teaching on that. So, and so I feel like I, I, I have to provide an additional level of clarity as it relates to that. So that's what I'm about to do now. So what does this mean for you today? I have, uh, let me see, three or four things. I guess I'll get to these as we go. Uh, on today, I know that I have a lot of meat today. So this is something that I need you to rid your mind, rid your heart of all distractions. I need you to lock in. I'm about to give you several things, right? Number one, here we go. So understanding the Bible, um, at the macro level or the big picture level is critical to your walk with Christ today. Like this is something that I don't believe a lot of Christians really understand. Like the bigger picture, like Genesis to Revelation, the story, like the macro story, right? So I'll attempt to give you that in a couple of minutes. Now, I know that that's a hard challenge, but I, let me try to do this real quick, all right? So you ready? Here we go. All right, so A, uh, in this point, I'm going to give you, you know, A, B, C like that. All right, A, in the beginning, God blessed Adam completely by grace, right? Adam did nothing to earn it, nothing to deserve it. Adam didn't ask for anything. God gave him everything. God gave him Authority, kingdom, dominion, power, authority, rule. He had, he was in charge of everything. God made everything in, in, in five days. And then on the sixth day, God made Adam and gave him everything that he made, right? So Adam was in charge of everything. Adam only had one rule. He didn't have laws. He didn't have rules. He only had one rule. And then Adam had more than enough of everything. God didn't just bless him with enough of him. And then when God gave him a wife, God didn't just bless 
them enough for them. Like, let me just give you a little bit. No, he, they have more than enough of everything. This was abundance. This was opulence. Adam was blessed. He was tremendously blessed. And his assignment was to extend God's kingdom on this planet. He was supposed to extend heaven to the earth. He was a conduit of heaven on earth. Say amen to that. All right. B, fast forward to Abraham. So if you look at Abraham now, that was Adam before the law, right? Abraham before the law. So Abraham was, he believed God. And because he believed God, he, it was attributed to him as righteousness. And then there was a blessing given to him and his seed forever. And Paul tells us that this seed or this child was actually Jesus. And so if you believe what Paul said, that, that the seed of Abraham is actually Jesus, then that covers Abraham and all his descendants. That covers Jesus and access to the Gentiles. So I'm not a Jew by birth, right? But, but now the blessing of Abraham is mine. The blessing of Abraham is mine because of Jesus, because I'm in Christ and I'm therefore Abraham's seed. So this covers everybody that's a Jew, the blessing, the bloodline of Abraham and the bloodline of Jesus. This covers all of us with this blessing. And this blessing was provided before the law. It had nothing to do with the law. No rules. This was before the law. That was the blessing of Abraham. Say amen to that. You got it? Let me keep going. C. Now the law was given later, 430 years after Abraham. So now the law was given later through Moses, 430 years after Abraham. When the law was given, the rules were given, it could not break the agreement that God had with Abraham. That agreement was already established and it was established for his seed forever. And it was established 430 years ago. And so matter of fact, Abraham was dead and gone. So it's not like God could go back to Abraham and change the, change the agreement. The agreement was already in place. God had a binding contract. God, matter of fact, God was like, he looked around, he couldn't find no one greater to, to, to swear by, so God swore by himself. God said to Abraham, God said, I swear to God, I'm going to bless you. He swore by himself. And so th that's it. The covenant is in place, the contract is in place, and this was before the law. And so before the law, he says, I'm going to bless Abraham and Abraham's seed. That includes me and you because we're in Christ and we're therefore Abraham's seed. And this is all based on faith. The blessing of Abraham is connected to faith, not the law. This was before the law, right? Matter of fact, Galatians 3 and 7 says, understand then that those who have faith are the children of Abraham. Abraham is the father of faith. You got it? I'm going somewhere with this. All right, D, Galatians 3 and 19. Paul explains in Galatians why the law was given, why the rules were given, the 10 commandments, the 600 laws beyond that, why the rules were given. He said the purpose of the law was to show people their sins, so if you read the whole letter that Paul wrote to the Galatians, you will see that Paul does a really good job of, of explaining God's grace, new covenant, and the law. So grace was there before the law, right? God blessed Abra uh, Adam, grace. God blessed Abraham, grace. No law, no rules in place. Then the law was given. And then Jesus came, right? The law was given to show people their sins. And now it was fulfilled with Jesus. E. The law was not designed to make us right. Look at me for a minute. Let's say that you give your kids 10 rules, right? Those rules can't make your kids right. All those rules can do is show them when they're wrong. So the law was not designed to make us right. The law was just designed to show us that as humans, we're not good enough and we need a savior. And that, that savior came and his name is Jesus, right? And that's it. I mean, that was the purpose of the law. F, if you don't ever realize that, you're lost, that you need to be saved, then you'll never, you will never call out to a savior 
and say, I need to be saved until you know that you're lost. So the purpose of the law was to show people, hey, you're not that perfect. There's nothing wrong with the Ten Commandments. As a matter of fact, the only thing wrong with the Ten Commandments is that it's too right. No human could fulfill the Ten Commandments, but Jesus fulfilled it for us. G, the law was designed to get man to the end of himself. The law was designed to prove to us that we're not good enough, that we need a savior, that we're incomplete. And the law served its purpose. Once we acknowledge that, hey, we broke the law because all of us have broken the Ten Commandments, all of us, and that we deserve punishment, then we can open up our hearts to Jesus. You got it? H, the law had an expiration date. Galatians 3.19 says, but the law was designed only to last until the coming of the child who was promised. That child is Jesus. So the law had an expiration date. <laughs> you got it? I, the Bible calls the old covenant, uh, the law of Moses, obsolete and outdated. I got a phone call about that word. Yesterday, I said that the law was obsolete. Somebody was like, oh, you, you know, can you explain that? All right. Hebrews 8 and 13. This is what the Bible says. Hebrews 8 and 13. The writer of Hebrews said, by calling this covenant new, meaning the new covenant, by calling this covenant new, God has made the first covenant obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. The Bible says, not me, that the old covenant is obsolete and outdated. The same writer said in Hebrews 8 and 6 that Jesus is a mediator of a new and better covenant, which is established upon better promises. So here, look at me for a minute. And as I wrap up this first point, because I said a lot in this first one, if the Bible teaches us that the purpose of the law or the old covenant was to show people their sins, that this covenant is obsolete and outdated, that Jesus is a mediator of a new covenant that's based on better promises, then why would people today be so fixated on the old covenant? I think that the, the only answer I can come up with is that people have not been taught. It's like, like people don't understand what I'm saying. If you read Galatians 3 and read Hebrews 8, then you will see what I'm saying for yourself. Like, read it. Please go back and read it for yourself. This is something that you have to get down in your heart. Because if you're living, if you mix the two covenants and you're, and you're focused on your performance, then you're going to mess up. I'm going to teach you today that you're gonna, it's going to be hard for you to receive everything that, that God has for you, even hard for you to receive healing because you're going to be focused on your performance and not what Jesus has already done. All right, number two. The law versus grace. I think like I got to keep going a little bit on this. All right. So the law versus grace. You ready? All right. A, Adam is a picture of God's best. In Genesis, before the fall, we see Adam. He's walking with God in the cool of the day. God is walking with him. He gets downloads from heaven. He never went to school. He never got an education. He got everything by revelation. I mean, like that. He was a human conduit of the divine. He was walking around with the glory of God on the inside of him. He was so supernatural that, that he didn't even know he was naked. <laughs> him and his wife didn't even know that they were naked. That's Galatians 2 and 25. They were clothed with the glory of God. I mean, so that's a picture of what we're supposed to be. I mean, they were led of the Holy Spirit. They were not focused on rules. They were not focused on laws. They were focused on whatever the Holy Spirit told them to do. They were getting downloads from heaven. And that's a perfect picture of the way that we're supposed to live now, extending God's kingdom on this planet. We are conduits of heaven on earth. You got it? All right. The rules have changed. Now, in many ways, it's not that God has changed, but the rules have changed. I think that people confuse the old covenant because they don't understand the big picture. Under the old covenant, the Lord had an agreement in place to show people their performance and to show people that their performance was not good enough. So under that covenant, 
if you read something under that covenant, then yeah, it will say, if you do this, I will bless you. If you do everything right, I will heal you. If you, do, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that. If you obey, if you hearken, if you, you know, if you comply, if you do all of these things, then I'm going to do that. But man, that, that covenant, the purpose of that covenant was to show people that we're wrong, that, that we're not good enough. And we're not under that covenant. Thank you, Jesus. And so, so stop mixing the two covenants. If you mix the two covenants, then you're going to get confused and you're not going to, you're going to see something in the old Testament. You're not going to even know how it applies to you. And it can, it can mess up your understanding of today and, and how to receive from God. See, so the old covenant focused on man. Remember I told you that yesterday, the spotlight of the old covenant was on man. And it was about man working for God. And it was about performance-based religion. And so, of course, they're not good enough, so they had to bring offerings. And they kill, they kill animals and bullocks and turtle doves and all of the sheep and goats and all of that. Yeah, that's not us no more. I mean, and so, so the new covenant, under the new covenant, Jesus died. He paid the penalty for all of that. He fulfilled the law for us. It's already done. It's over. It's finished. And because of Jesus now... We, we're under grace and under grace, the spotlight is not on us. The spotlight is on God and everything he's already done for us. So the spotlight is not on me and what I'm doing for God. The spotlight is on God and what he's already done for me. And so it's already provided under grace. I'm like, whoa, now my life is not about me. My life is all about him. And so my life is like, yo, I'm down for whatever. God, what do you want me to do? I will, I will go where you want me to go. I will say what you want me to say. I will do what you want me to do. And you live in me. You give me the words, you perform the work. And, and, and as I'm living this, way everything that i need has already been provided i'm not worried about nothing if my body is under attack father i know you provide a healing let's deal with this thing i receive my healing in the name of jesus you got it number three there's an abundance of grace in romans 5 5 and 17 let me read for you romans 5 and 17 from the new king james version and then also from the passion bible so in the new king james the bible says for if by one man's offense what this one man is adam if by one man's offense, death reigned through one, then much more than those, uh, much more are for those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness through Jesus, they will reign through one man, right? So in the, the Passion Bible says, death once held us in his grip. And by the blunder of one man, Adam, death reigned as king over humanity. But now... How much more are we, New Testament, New Covenant, because of Jesus, held in the grip of God's grace? We're not in the grip of death. That was Old Covenant. We're in the grip of grace. And, and we continue to reign as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the perfect gift of righteousness provided in one person, Christ Jesus, the Messiah. Right. And so the, the bottom line here is that there was one person, Adam, who messed up. And because of that one person, sin and death were introduced into the world. And because of that one person, the law was given to show people that we're messed up. And because of that one person, all of this stuff happened. But Jesus came to get us out of everything that Adam got us into. That one person, Adam, got us into a mess. The Bible calls Jesus the last Adam. It, Jesus came and he got us out of the mess. And so, so he got us out of everything that Adam got us into. And the Bible says that he gave us two things in Jesus, an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, an abundance of grace. We have grace that will not run out and the gift of righteousness. You and I, 
are righteous, not because of what we do or because of what we fail to do. We are only righteous because of what Jesus did. And so when the devil looks at you, he sees sin. When God looks at you, he sees his son. <laughs> and so God cannot deny himself. In 2 Timothy 2 and 13, the Bible says that even when we are faithless, New Testament, even when we are faithless towards God, God remains faithful towards us because he cannot deny himself. And so now it's not based on our performance. It's based on who we are. It's based on your identity. You are born again. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. You are called according to God's plans and purposes. When God looks at you in the Old Testament, you have to do right to be right. No, in the New Testament, you're born again. So you are right. That's it. You are right because of Jesus. In the Old Testament, if you walked away from God, God would be like, okay, I have to, I have to withhold the blessing. In the New Testament, if you even, even if you do something wrong, God says, I cannot deny him. I cannot deny my son because when I look down, glory to God, I see that he's covered by the blood of my son, Jesus. I see that he's filled with my Holy Spirit. I see that he's called according to the plans and the purposes that I made for him from the foundations of the world. And then I got my son in my ear, Jesus. He's advocating on his behalf. And Jesus is your advocate with the father. And Jesus is saying, no, daddy, you got to hope you got to keep blessing him. You know, daddy, we're going to work with him. No, daddy, we're not going to give up on him. We will never turn our back on him. We will never give up. We, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never turn his back on you. I'm saying this is the gospel. This is the good news. Jesus qualified you, which leads me to my fourth and final point. Glory to God. I feel like preaching. Our right, last point for today, number four, Jesus qualified you for everything, which also includes healing. See, one of the tactics that Satan uses is that Satan wants to get you to be focused on your performance and so he could get you to feel unworthy and then you feel condemned and when you're condemned you run away from God the Holy Spirit will never come to condemn you the Holy Spirit will come to convict you he's not going to convict you of sin he's going to convict you of your righteousness the Holy Spirit will say no son get up from there no daughter get up from there you are a child of the most high God you are called for such a time as this God loves you I will never turn my back on you I'm still with you what you did did not disqualify you you know why? Because you never qualified in the first place. Jesus qualified you. In Romans chapter 8, verses 16 and 17 from the Passion Bible, let me read this for you as I close. The Bible says, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. He whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. And since we are his true children, then we qualify. The Bible says, because of Jesus, I qualify. We qualify to share in all of his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also get to inherit everything that he has. I get an inheritance because of my identity, because I'm in Christ Jesus. We get to experience everything that God stored up for us because Jesus qualified us. I, I do not qualify. Say this, say I'm qualified. I'm qualified, not because of what I do. I'm qualified, not because of what I failed to do. I only qualify because Jesus qualified me. He qualified for me. So please, as it relates to healing, don't allow performance-based religion to strip you of your confidence. Faith is all about confidence. You will never have any confidence if your spotlight is on you and what you do because you're not good enough. You need to get over the fact that you're not good enough. 
And so, so when the devil says, you're not good enough, I tell the devil, you're right. I'm not good enough. And I got over it a long time ago, but God is not blessing me because of me. God is blessing me because he planned to bless me from the foundations of the world. And so G healing has already been provided. I don't have to qualify for it. Jesus already qualified for me. And so everything that Jesus qualified for me, every good and perfect gift, I open up my heart to receive it. And why? Because I qualify. Why do I qualify? Because I'm in Christ and Christ is in me. I said a whole lot today. So this is a message you might need to watch again, maybe more than once. You got to get this down in your heart. You're not under the old covenant. You're not that your life is not about rules. You're not, your life is not about the 10 commandments. Your life is about the Holy spirit being led of the Holy spirit. Now that doesn't mean you go sin. Of course not. That's ridiculous. The Holy spirit would never lead you to sin, but I'm saying now you can be focused on what God has called you to do for such a time as this. And you qualify, you qualify because of Jesus. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I, I'm going to lift up my voice. Glory to God. Say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me your word. I now see that Adam was not under the law. And you blessed him by grace. You freely gave Adam the responsibility to extend your kingdom on this planet. Abraham was not under the law either. You chose him. You said you would bless him. Make his name great. Bless all the families of the earth through him. Abraham did nothing to earn it. Nothing to deserve it. It was all your grace. Then the law came through Moses. And people focused on rules. Jesus came to redeem me. All the way back to your original purpose. The rules may say I'm wrong. But Jesus qualified me for your best. I am qualified, not because of what I do, not because of what I failed to do. I am qualified because of what Jesus did. Therefore, Father, I receive everything you have for me. Healing is your children's bread. I am your child. Healing belongs to me. I level up my understanding of how to receive from you in 2021. And I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and I know you want my notes for this one. So go to todaysword.org. If you want my notes, todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. So sign up and get it. So listen, do me two things. Two favors. Number one, if this message has been a blessing to you, and I trust that it has, leave me some comments in the chat. I go back and I read all the comments. And so thank you for that. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. People need to hear this. You're qualified. You're qualified for healing because Jesus qualified for you. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.